Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Looking at going running back heavy to start your drafts? Find out who the genius is taking at sleepers for wide receivers and tight ends. Up next. Continuing with the sleeper series, we are talking wide receivers and tight ends. That's right. Today's podcast is breaking down sleepers that the genius likes at the wide receiver and tight end position. Let's go on ahead and jump right on into it and begin with wide receivers that we like this year in 2019. If we're looking at some of the sleepers um, at the wide receiver position, I think we need to look at a couple big names I think that we're going to see kind of make that next jump to the next level of stardom. Um, maybe, they're, maybe they're looked at as on a, a low-end wide receiver too, but I think when it's all said and done, they're going to be a high-end wide receiver too. Two names I'm having plenty of exposure to is Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions and Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just think they're both in for monster years. Galladay I talked about plenty, and I've talked about Godwin quite plenty as well. As I talked about yesterday with Carrion Johnson um, about the, uh, the sleeper running backs and wanting to take some of the pressure off of Matthew Stafford, that doesn't mean he's not going to throw the ball. That doesn't mean he's gonna, not going to key in on one receiver. We saw in the years past that when he does find the receiver that he likes, he sticks with them, a.k.a. Megatron. Remember Calvin Johnson years they had? And, yes, I'm not putting Galladay in that category. Obviously, Megatron, uh, Calvin Johnson is a, uh, an, an odd talent. He's a, he's a phenomenal talent. Not many can do what he did on the field. But I I think Kenny Galladay can become a mini version of Megatron. I just love what he what what the upside he has on this offense. I think he's a big physical receiver, can go up and get the ball. I just think that the, the upside for Galladay this year is tremendous. I have him ranked number 14 overall right now. I may move him inside my top 12, which would make him a wide receiver one in my book, a low-end wide receiver one. But right now, I think he's a high-end wide receiver two with upside of being a wide receiver one, um, given the right opportunity. And, and if Detroit's going to be down in some games, which there's, there's not saying that they're going to be a, a great team, so maybe they have to do come, come from behind and have, have big games with the passing game. I think Galladay's going to be a player that can get you decent stats on a weekly basis and I think he's fairly safe as well. I think he's going to be the number one option there in Detroit. And if Stafford is healthy, can get the ball to him. I think Galladay's in for a solid year this year in, in 2019. Chris Godwin. I think the news of Godwin's kind of reached everybody. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody, everybody's hyping him up. He may, maybe he's not really considered a sleeper anymore because everybody knows who he is. I still have him in my sleeper because it's, it's just I, I, I love the upside. I think he's going to be a fantastic play this year. I'm very high on the Tampa Bay offense just because they're going to have to throw the ball. they got a bad offensive uh, on the ground. They have a bad defense. They're going to have to throw the ball. I love the passing game in Tampa Bay. And I have plenty of exposure of Godwin. Right now he's going around the fourth round. I think that's where he's going to probably peak out at in the fourth round. So I think he's well worth the fourth round pick. Early fourth is where I'm looking at taking Godwin. If we're also looking at uh, some of the other young receivers, Calvin Ridley, I think Ridley's in for a a monster year this year. Last year year he was a phenomenal 
end zone target guy. Uh, got it caught uh, double digit targets last year in the end zone, uh, double digits in uh, touchdowns. I'm sorry. I think that he can get close to that this year as well. But I think the catches and the yardage is going to go up this year. I think Ridley takes over that number two role completely over Muhammad Sanu. He started to take it over last year. I think this year he finally takes it over completely in year two in his in his young NFL career. Ridley and Julio Jones, a nice combination at and for the Atlanta Falcons. And we know the Falcons are going to want to throw the ball with Matt Ryan at quarterback. Love Ridley as a sleeper this year. I have him ranked top 20. Again, I think he can possibly get into that top 15 if uh, given the right opportunity. Ridley's a pair that I may look at taking above someone like Tyler Lockett, above Adam Thielen. I'll talk a little more about Adam Thielen a little later. But I do love Ridley this year in his second year in the year in the league. Also like the Broncos' uh, version of their number one option, I think eventually is going to be maybe he's more of a deep sleeper because he's not considered the, the elite talent yet. Corlin Sutton, I think Sutton's in for a nice year. I think Sutton's going to be a, a player that we'll look back and say, can't believe we got him so late in drafts. I just think that he has a chance to be able to use that size, use that speed, use that ability. I mean, with Joe Flacco throwing the ball, we know Flacco can throw the deep ball. He may not be one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but he can get the job done. He's very uh, he's a, he's a bigger upgrade than they they had last year with Case Keenum, and Sutton had some nice flashes last year. I think Sutton starts to take over that number one role there early in the season, and uh, Sutton's gonna be another player that I'm gonna take just because of where you're taking him in drafts. I'm gonna have plenty of exposure to Sutton, and it doesn't hurt also to be a Bronco fan to see Sutton kind of pick it up. And I don't hate the little scrap that him and uh, Manuel Sanders had in practice. Shows that he maybe cares a little bit. Shows that he he wants to take over that number one role. Maybe his head's a little big that he needs to get knocked down a little bit. So maybe this just kind of help him kind of say, okay, maybe I'm not quite there yet, but I can be there. I think Sutton's in for a nice year. I, th- I think D.D. Westbrook, another sleeper option, I think is going to be in for a better year with a better quarterback under, under his belt. A lot of year last year, we thought maybe D.D. Westbrook was going to be a player that we can look at and uh, put up nice numbers. But I'm not a big fan of Blake Bortles. I do think Nick Foles is a much better quarterback. I think Foles can get him the ball. I expect decent things out of D.D. Westbrook this year. And again, where are you going to have to take Cortland Sutton and D.D. Westbrook compared to some of the other sleeper options at wide receiver? You just get a little, a little better value out of those players there than um, than some of the other players. I mean, where are you going to have to take Robbie Anderson? Where are you going to have to take Andrew uh, A.J. Green? Where are you going to have to take Cooper Cup, the, the Rams receivers? Yes, they're great players, but where are you going to have to take them compared to the other two? I think you can get decent value out of Sutton, out of Westbrook, out of Will Fuller, another player that I'm expecting big things out of. We know when healthy Fuller can put up monster numbers in Houston's offense, has a nice connection with Watson. For him, it's all about staying healthy. If Fuller can stay healthy for an entire season, the sky is the limit. The guy can put up monster elite numbers. I expect him to to do that this year. You can't count on injury. Yes, he's been injury prone in his career. But I think Fuller, if he can stay healthy, can put up huge numbers. And and from where you're going to have to draft him in drafts, he can be a difference maker to make you to the championship game. Sterling Shepard. With the little injury, maybe he drops a little bit in your draft, and I think that you jump all over that. I think Sterling Shepard is going to be uh, a nice option this year as well. Looking at the Packers' uh, number two options there, Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. When Aaron, when Aaron, Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, you can't go wrong with either option. I give the slight edge to Allison over Scantling, but I don't think it's a big difference between the two. Obviously, they're both going to have big, game, big games. They're obviously going to put up nice numbers, and I think the passing game in Green Bay is going to be nice, obviously because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Sammy Watt. We talked earlier on the podcast about 
um, how good of a player Tyreek Hill can be, but also how much he can kind of uh, not put up the numbers that you want to see out of a second-round pick. Some of those targets are going to go to Sammy Watkins. Watkins, is with him entering the year healthy, number two option there in Kansas City behind Tyreek Hill. It, obviously, if we take away Travis Kelsey, Kelsey is probably the number one target there just because of what he does in the offense. But So Watkins, worst-case scenario, number three, if you add Kelsey into the mix as well. I think Watkins is in for a nice bounce-back year. I think he's, gonna, he's in for a year that I think Mahomes can give him the ball. He's a deep threat. He can catch the ball in the middle. I think Watkins is in for a nice year. And again, from where you can get him, he can put you over the top to help you win your championships in your leagues. Uh, Corey Davis, I think a player that I think I'm going to keep an eye on. Don't know how much exposure I'm going to have to Corey Davis. Personally, I think Corey Davis needs a new scenery. So maybe we see him get traded to a different team. And maybe that, that trade kind of helps him trigger that, that upside that we thought he had coming into the league. I think Corey Davis with a new scenery can have a decent year. But I, I don't know if this is going to happen. So I don't know if I can take chances on Corey Davis. But I do think he has decent upside. Was very high on Paris Campbell coming into the league uh, as a rookie this year. With the uncertainty of Andrew Luck, I don't think I can go there with per- Campbell this year. Maybe Dynasty Leagues, yes. But I think with Luck's injury, don't know how big how bad it is. I don't know how much of Campbell I'm going to have in redraft leagues. Deshaun Jackson going back to Philadelphia. I think that's another sleeper that we can kind of look at, a veteran sleeper that we that we can look at and say, okay, this guy's going to put up decent numbers. But again, he's not the most consistent receiver in his NFL career. He puts up huge numbers, but he also can put up duds of games. I think he's a much better fit for best ball, but I do think Deshaun Jackson can be a sleeper that we're looking at as well. Nikhil Harry, um, I think he's in for a big year for the Patriots. I think he's going to be my bold calls. I think he's going to lead the team in receptions, yards, and uh, touchdowns um, at the wide receiver position. I guess that's including over Julian Edelman, and especially where you can get him in drafts. Michael Gallup for the Cowboys, another player that I think has a, uh, a lot of deep sleeper in him. I think he had, uh, he showed last year what kind of upside he has in the playoffs. I think Gallup's in for a nice year in that offense, and especially if Amari Cooper can't go early because of his injury he's suffering, that's going to give Gallup a little more exposure, getting a little more um, experience, and expect decent things, I think, out of Gallup this year as a number two for the Cowboys in the passing game. Uh, Jamison Crowder for the Jets. I think he's, I think that was an, an overlooked uh, addition to the Jets. Yes, the Jets aren't one of the better offenses in the league, but I think Crowder can put up decent numbers if you need a fourth receiver on your roster. Josh Gordon. Maybe he's going to get overlooked. I think Gordon's going to play this year. Don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but I do think Gordon does play this year. Um, I think he's definitely worth the stash because he can put you over the top. The, the talent that he brings to the table, he he can kind of put you over the top in your championships, and especially if we get him late in the season, putting up those number one option uh, numbers in the New England Patriots offense. Can't go wrong there. I do like Josh Gordon as a stash player for later in your leagues. If we move over to the tight end position, obviously if you're running with the elite of the elites, you're sitting with Kittle, you're sitting with Ertz, you're sitting with uh, Travis Kelsey, great talents. But for me, I like going value. I like going later in the drafts, and I'm going to wait on taking my tight end position. I like to use the first five, six, sometimes even seven picks and shore up my running backs, wide receivers. That's going to put me at the tight ends and the quarterbacks later in drafts. And tight ends where I'm going to go value. Absolutely love Vance McDonald this year. Remember, with Antonio Brown out of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization this year, it's going to, leave, it's going to open up 150-plus targets. A lot of those 
Waddle's going to go to uh, Juju, obviously going to go to the receivers, the running backs there. But we're going to see a lot of targets going to Vance McDonald. I think McDonald's in for a big year. And McDonald's is my call to kind of take that next jump like Kittle did last year. Loved Kittle. Didn't quite know that he was going to be this kind of elite player after last year. But I think that Vance McDonald, when we're all said and done, could be looking at a top five tight end at the end of 2019. Jared Cook going to New Orleans. I think with Drew Brees, we obviously know what he can do with tight ends when Jimmy Graham was there. I think Cook can have a nice year. Eric Ebron, all depends on, for me, if it's uh, if Andrew Luck's there. Without Luck, I'm not going to touch Ebron, but if we know that Luck is going to be there, I think Ebron could be a nice option for you as well. Mark Andrews for Baltimore. We saw the connection they had with um, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, especially with Lamar Jackson not being able to push the ball down the field in a, in a, in a nice manner. Uh, so he used his tight ends a lot more. I think Mark Andrews, and I also like the other Hayden Hurst there in Baltimore as well as a deep, deep sleeper in that offense as well. But I think Mark Andrews can be a nice option for many owners as a sleeper tight end. And if we're looking at like the middle tier, not really a sleeper, not really an elite talent. I think O.J. Howard's about to make that next jump to a stardom. As I mentioned, I'm very high on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. That includes the tight ends. That includes the wide receivers, not the running backs. For me, it's all about wide receivers, all about tight ends, and all about James, James Winston. And I think Howard is going to make that next jump to the next level of elite talents. Maybe we're looking at the number three, number four tight end next year. I have him personally as number five this year in my rankings. And I think if we're looking at the rookies, this year I think I like Noah Fant a little more more than I do TJ Hawkinson for the, for the Lions, just because I think the Broncos need Fant more than Hawkinson is going to be needed in Detroit. And I think we start to see the decline of Jimmy Graham, so is that going to mean there's going to be more opportunities for uh, another tight end in Green Bay? I still think Graham's going to get his, but I think we're, we're going to obviously start to see the decline of Graham um, in the Green Bay offense. Um, Darren Waller of the Oakland Raiders, I think, is another option we can look at as a deep sleeper. Jack Doyle, obviously, just like it was, like I talked about with um, Eric Ebron, it's all going to depend on for me on Andrew Luck and the status he has this year for me to touch Ebron or Jack Doyle, especially Jack Doyle, the number two tight end there in Indy. It all depends on Andrew Luck. How healthy is he going to be? Is he going to be there for the year, or is he going to be sitting out the year? I don't know how much exposure I'm going to have to Indianapolis if I don't know any news on Luck, in my opinion. Hopefully we get a bounce back from Delaney Walker and Jordan Reed. If they both can stay healthy, they're both fantastic players. It's all about health with those two players. So, again, I think there's plenty of options going value at tight end and not going with the elite talent. Yes, if you get one of the top three, you're, you're way ahead of the curve. But... There's a lot of value out there that you can get later in drafts to shore up your running backs and wide receivers early. Those are the ways I'm looking at there. Hopefully this helps you with your sleepers and your deep sleepers at both wide receiver and tight end. Have a great day, and we will see you next time. Enjoy your weekend.